0: How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders review. All right, welcome back to another episode. We're actually, for the first time, redoing something. Our very first episode of the podcast version of the show was talking about this movie, the original Batman movie, not counting the serials, which technically, I guess, were in theaters, so maybe that counts, but the first actual Batman movie was just called Batman, came out in 1966, right after the first season of the TV show, and that is what we talked about in the very first episode, We're, we're gonna do it again because... Well, we just finished season one of the show, and so the logical thing to do is talk about the movie which came right after. Maybe a little uh, different perspective after seeing the entire season and kind of everything uh, everything kind of leading up to this, seeing all the portrayals and stuff like that. So um, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, is is there any news to talk uh,
1: about first? Oh, there was a one that came out today about um, – Officially, Henry Cavill is either. Yeah, they didn't say specifically if he's gonna continue. I mean, I don't know. It was it was kind of vague, but they said he would cameo at least as Superman in some upcoming project, which
0: I mean, people well, think Shazam, of... obviously.
1: But oh, Shazam too, sure. Yeah, so... but but that also kind of makes the question of, I guess, apparently he's still, you know, their Superman for all intents and purposes
0: sure and um which i mean we both agree is definitely the right move as long as Zack snyder's not doing it
1: yeah but unfortunately that and then that kind of just plays into the whole as we've been kind of retweeting lately people the rumors about ben affleck returning and being batman again or swelling unfortunately
0: um i had never been more angry (laughs) in in a long time Probably oh other, than, other than something Star Wars related, or maybe since Far From Home, um, <laughs> then after watching the Midnight's Edge video, the first one on the Snyder cut, yeah, I I honestly have not been that mad in a really really long time. Oh, what
1: what made you what
0: made you so mad? Ev- everything, everything about the fact. See, and like, there at this point, it's so far since this stuff happened that so many people have forgotten how horrible everything was.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: And so now, and because of the Star Wars thing with with all the studio crap and how right. and the, the the ignoring the fans and all that stuff that's been going around, this is getting lumped in with that.
1: Yeah, it's as like as a, a
0: good thing, and people have forgotten cause, yeah. about how horrible it is and how much right. everyone hated it. Yeah. And so there's almost no way to even argue against it now because now you're like the other side. And it was just further proof of all that. Just watching the video and just everything explained, you know, just talking about how terrible Warner Brothers has been, which is true. But oh, sure. But the biggest problem was a trying to rush everything and course. B, hiring Zack Snyder in the very first place. Snyder. And that's yeah. the thing that everyone is just choosing to ignore. It's, right. oh, it's the studio, they ruined Zack Snyder's stuff. It's like, well, one, yes, but two, his stuff was horrible. Exactly. His original idea is horrible. Everything about, his take on every character is horrible. Man of was not meddled with at all, and it was horrible. No. So I'm just... Yeah I, that's I've never been so mad cuz it's like a helpless mad like there's no way to be mad about this without people just not any anyway. Yeah it's like I, it's
1: like you and I are like witnessing deja vu all over again but we're the only ones you and I always yeah. end up being in in no man's land on these like big hot topic issues cuz like for Star when Wars. Uh, Joker Joker Wars. but like when Joker came out you and I were in the middle because yeah. That became a whole thing of either you're an idiot, you know, s- snowflake who thinks the Joker movie is a is a call to right. arms for incels or you think it's a masterpiece. And we thought neither. We yeah, you either have you,
0: you either have to be if it, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you have to like that movie or you're supporting the wacko censorship stupid studio crap. You know, or right. the the, and that- the you know, the 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 access media you right. know, chill stuff. And now it's either
1: you champion Zack Snyder and want him to fully show his vision and, and you know, get back the job he lost, or you think Warner brothers is, was completely right. And it's like, no, 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 we're, we're in the middle. We, right. We think both parties were wrong. We yes. can remember when the reviews came out for not only man of steel, but BVS, and it was not all sunshine and, and dandelions. It was.
0: No. It was
1: and I hate how we just have forgotten that. And we just act like. They all were Snyder not Hitchell financially really...
0: successful.
1: No, not until freaking Wonder Woman. And that was barely. But then Aquaman was really the first one to yeah. break a billion.
0: It was. But but everyone is just forgot everything. And. Yeah. I, like, it's, I, I, it's become I literally... a cause. And, and the problem oh, is yeah. I agree with the cause. I just disagree with In the theory. person.
1: Exactly. Who, who it's about. The, the idea of directors being able to actually make their movies is something yes. everybody should be able to get yes, behind. Yes, of but... course.
0: And, and, and the, the the more turn to directors getting their say with stuff and not the studio meddling versions of films, we agree with also.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll no doubt be better, which ironically plays into it because – I, it looks like we'll, eventually we'll probably get the Ayers cut of Suicide Squad, so yay, I guess. But that's again, a little like different,
0: we, but... I, I guess, but you know I think that's different, because no one's like, David Ayers should take over for everything, so it's it's No, but different.
1: when they see it, they'll just be like, oh, bring him back, because this is obviously my... better than what we got.
0: Well, but that's what's going to happen with Zack Snyder, and it's already happening where people are already, already destroying the Batman
1: yeah, I, I saw and all these
0: was... massive negative things are now coming out, which did not exist at all, and nope. now they do because of all the Snyder morons who are just gonna try and do everything they can to destroy any DC thing currently that's not Zack Snyder.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I saw something that was basically saying, why can't we have the Matt Reeves movies be yep. standalone like Joker, and then. Ben Affleck come back and as the actual DCEU Batman. I'm like, that's so yeah. stupid. And see and the well, problem
0: is this is the problem, is that is the quote unquote moderates take on things. That's the problem. Because oh, yeah, the scary. Snyder radicals are just burning. Don't want the Batman to happen. Kill, yeah, kill everything, yeah. every project that's not Zack Snyder. But exactly. your take, which I think is way more devastating, is from the quote unquote normal fans. Yeah.
1: Who are trying to rationalize this. Right.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a certain aspect, a certain group that I can understand. Uh, Obviously I understand Snyder's fans point. I mean, you know, as crazy and as much as I don't agree with them, like I get, I get them, but and, and and I get, and I get the radical Batman fans that are just wanting more Batman stuff. Sure. I, I get that too. But it's the other, it's the middle ground fans that are just fans of of comic books and superheroes and stuff that are now all up in arms about this, and now it's starting to turn into nothing but negatives for the Batman already. Yeah. And <laughs> um, and it's just it's just further thing. It's just further proof that this is just such a terrible idea. It, it the, the timing could not be any worse.
1: Exactly, and like that's Annie probably Wars. by design too. From from AT and trying to, I mean, Warner Brothers is now their competitor, so of course they're going to try and make them look bad. So, but it's get not that even their competitor. Not really, but at the same, I'm sure they're going to unveil. they still
0: subsidiaries some, of the same conglomerate.
1: Oh well, yeah, but still, they're different departments, I guess.
0: Yeah, but it. uh— Yeah, it's, but no, it's, yeah, the uh... couldn't be. It, it I've never been more. It It, it was a it was an anger brought on by obviously just not enjoying everything, but also a helplessness yeah. that I've not really felt before yeah. in, in fandom. For the most part, there's at least at least half of the fan base that that we can agree with on stuff sure. usually at, at least oh, yeah. Yeah. like with star yeah. wars yeah you have the crazy shills and, and the the last jedi fans and stuff but it's sure. it's let i mean i think i think now it's way less than half but Probably, even yeah. at its peak it was no more than half right so it's like and even with uh, i remember amazing spider-man was rough when that first came out because a lot of people really up on that and i, I don't think sure. the first one is terrible but comparatively it was awful now right. comparatively it's good um because of how far we've fallen with that, and I fe- I felt that way a little bit with the with Homecoming too, and then Far From Home came out, and that pretty much swung at least the majority of people um, yeah. away from the MCU man So there's been a few other split things, but I- I've never seen this this it, I've never seen this much of an irrational tip towards a terrible product that everyone agreed was terrible, and now all of a sudden it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and I just, I just don't understand.
1: No, it's, it's a whole thing, but I mean, getting back to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're happy if Henry Cavill remains because yes, he well, wasn't the problem. I, I'm He's, happy if,
0: if they let him play Superman for the first time.
1: Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a given. I don't want, I don't
0: want him as if they come back, every the same again. character. I will not be no. happy about it. Well, if, and if, and they, that... if they bring him back and to be honest, I'll be. I am the 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 biggest thing I'm interested in with this Snyder version is one, if Batman's any better, because it has to be, because that oh, he, he Justice be. League I is the worst Batman it. portrayal in the history of anything. Um, yeah. And two, I want to see what this what Henry Cavill's Superman is portrayed as, because other than the being dead crap, which is just dumb yeah. in the first place, and was the, such a stupid idea. But anyway, other than oh, that. Terrible that's one of the very, very few bright spots of that Justice League movie is right in the, you know, for about five minutes in the last fight when Superman returns, you get Henry Cavill playing a real Superman.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not getting that again. No, we're, we're getting so, black suit, well, see somber. That,
0: yeah, see, that's yeah. what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if there's any of that whatsoever. And if there's not, then I am much more concerned with Henry Cavill still being around. Um, anyway, well, you know, yeah. so we'll see, but, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, I want to see Henry Cavill play a real Superman cause I think he's perfect. Yeah.
1: I, I want to see a proper man of steel too, but with not freaking Zack Snyder attached to it and then yeah. see how it, see how it is. Cause I bet it'd be great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is more than capable of being a perfect Superman. I mean, we've Absolutely. all said that since the casting. So
1: yeah, it's funny too after watching like all the new stuff he's been in, like Mission Impossible and Witcher mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Wow, he's really fun and charismatic. It's like Yes! What's been the problem? It's like, oh, oh gee, I don't he's know. Fantastic he's fantastic
0: and Man from Uncle also.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's just a director's not knowing how to u- utilize him properly.
0: Yeah. So uh yeah. But good for him. Yeah, no, definitely. If you know if he ends up staying on for more, then that's definitely um that's definitely good. Um I don't think there's really anything else. No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, so not not a ton of news going no. on. All right, now to get to uh, Batman the movie from 1966, the first real theatrical version of the character come, coming right on the tail end of yeah. season one of the show. Um, and interestingly enough, was originally pitched by um, William Dozier. The movie was originally pitched as being the first thing and then the show coming off of it. You know like a lot of pilots that makes sense. you know yeah, most yeah, yeah. of the time you have pilots that are you know an hour hour and a half long. And that was right. kind of the original idea, but Fox didn't want to do it because they would have had to fund the uh the whole movie and they sure. only with a TV show they only had to fund I think like half or something like that. Like cuz uh yeah. the network funds the other part of it. So um that's why they didn't do it as a movie first but then after the hmm. success of the show obviously you know the movie is a logical choice to to happen in between season one and uh, season two just to keep the audiences going and obviously because it was just such a such a hit that it makes sense you'd want Yeah, you to have capitalize to capitalize
1: yeah,
0: yeah um all right Ian so the, no go well, ahead
1: was the movie a big hit
0: The movie was a decent hit. Um, I was I was reading up about it, and uh, I think let's see. I I was going to talk about this later. Might as well go ahead and talk about it now. the um, The budget for this movie was pretty decent for the time. uh, A little under, like one, a little over one point three million dollars budget, and I think it made around three point nine. I want to say. So, yeah, about right. Something like that. So I think for it to break even, I was reading, it needed to make like three, like a little over three million dollars, like three, yeah, close to three work. and a half. And it made it made over that. So it didn't yeah, make a so ton of money. Something. Yeah. It, it didn't make a bunch of money, but but it did make it did make some. Yeah. At the at the time, so. did okay. Pretty decent. Um. But, yeah, so, Ian, um, I don't remember. Had you seen this movie before the first time we watched it two years ago?
1: Um, I want to say yes, but maybe not entirely.
0: Okay. So, yeah. for all intents and purposes, that was the first time you really sat through and watched the whole movie. Um, yeah, I actually sit down, yeah. So, I would assume because you're not nearly a good fan this is this only the second time you've seen this movie
1: uh yeah i mean f- from beginning to end sure
0: all right so uh, has your thought on anything changed especially after watching the I whole mean, no. series so far
1: oh well that's i haven't thought about it in terms of that but that's a good question um no because i i think uh the last time we talked about it in our first episode i i talked about how much i i liked it and Obviously, that hasn't changed. I I haven't somehow soured on the movie. I don't know how you could. (laughs) Um, I mean, I I remember it and probably noticed a couple more things that uh, I didn't notice the first time that made me like it even more. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, in terms of after watching the... Well, I guess the thing that stands out to me is that what makes this movie even more special is obviously the huge uh, lineup of villains that we get in this movie all together. And then that just kind of becomes more special when you realize that we don't see Frank Gorsh for, um,
0: like over a God, year until season three over a year.
1: Um, we don't see uh what's her name, uh, as Catwoman. Well, like maybe one more time, I think. Lee
0: Merriweather. No, she doesn't come back as Catwoman. She does make a guest appearance in the show as another character at one point, but no, this is the only time she plays Catwoman. It's in the movie.
1: Yeah. So, so think about stuff like that. It, it kind of, Makes this a little bit more bittersweet, but but also just allows you to enjoy all of them together, uh, even more so. So that I don't know, maybe that's what kind of stood out to me. What about you?
0: Um, I mean, th- th- there's nothing that could change for me, and I- I've already seen yeah, the whole I've show. Seen and this I, this I-, I- <laughs> well, okay, Sometimes. now I, ha- I haven't seen the whole show. I really haven't seen much of season three, and I haven't seen all of season two. I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty no, sure, sure I'd seen all of season one. Maybe there is an episode or two in there that I hadn't, but I'd pretty much seen the whole season already. But
1: you've uh, seen this movie. I've seen how this many movie times. a million
0: times. This was my introduction to Batman. Like one hundred percent. was was this movie was the first thing I ever saw um that I can remember seeing a Batman, other than if I maybe saw a cartoon on TV at one point. Maybe, but as far as I know, this is the first ever Batman thing I've ever seen. I grew up with this. Obviously, my dad and his brother were huge fans of the show. Um I I was gonna try and have my uncle on again. I was gonna try and talk with him yesterday about the movie we've had him on a couple of times talking about the show yeah, but yeah. it wasn't able to work out unfortunately um, yeah. but uh but yeah so i mean i grew up with bo- both of them i mean they grew up watching reruns of the show you know in the 70s and um and so of course i grew up watching the show uh the movie first but i i would see the show we would go over to my grandma's house who had cable like a few miles up the road and we would go over there and watch uh, watch episodes of the show on TV Land with my dad and my uncle. Grown up, and then obviously I just saw the movie a bunch of times. I mean, we had it on video, and then we had it on on DVD. Nice. And uh, I, I remember one thing that always stood out to me, and uh, this is going all over the place. But one thing that always stood out to me in the movie as a kid. I don't know why, but obviously I was the biggest Robin fan in the world because I was like five years old and and Robin is who a kid aspires to be. And um, I don't know what it was, but I was obsessed with the fact that both Batman and Robin were like in the water at the end in their costumes. (laughs) I don't know why, but I used to wear costumes as clothes as a kid growing up. A lot of kids do that, yeah. I had tons of them and i had multiple different to be honest i don't even think i had a full batman costume ever i know i had a cape and a cowl and other pieces but i had like three full robin costumes growing up that i would like oh, wear wow. out that i wore out a couple of them but i don't <laughs> know i was fascinated and i always wanted to like go in the pool or something in my robin costume i i don't know why so but weird. <laughs> something about that was like they're in the water like in their costumes why? that? And I don't know. That was just fascinating as like a five-year-old kid. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> to just It's something I always really remember doesn't. when I watch the movie. Uh, I mean, maybe
1: Freud would say there, there's some meaning there, but... I don't know. That we way past me. Into... I don't know. It was just, yeah.
0: I just thought it was interesting. But uh, anyway, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so my, my opinion, this movie doesn't change at all. Uh, I, I'd imagine. <laughs> watching it at this point, it's just... I don't know. Every time... Every time I watch it, it, especially the first half of the movie, just, yeah. you can't, there's almost too many jokes. Like, you end up laughing like a hundred times, like the first half of the movie, because <laughs> they just, one after another, after another, just perfect deadpan pun, you know, these ridiculous jokes. To be honest, I think this mi- this movie might be the single best achievement in script writing for, like, a camp script, this has to oh. be like the best one ever. Hmm. I guess far as like yeah. the the amount of silliness that is in this movie has to rival almost any movie ever made.
1: Yeah, I mean the I, movie starts I,
0: with Batman fighting a shark. I
1: mean, yeah, it starts off with a with
0: a. I mean, it starts off I mean, with a bang, literally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, but like mean, a disappearing I mean, you have- yacht.
0: Batman fighting a shark, of... Robin bringing down shark repellent bat spray, hanging down like a trapeze artist, which in canon makes sense, and sure, but but when he hangs down in the wide shot, he's like three or four rungs from Batman, and then when we cut to the sound stage shot, he's like right next to him. Always you know, makes me laugh God, every time. Whatever. Uh, yeah. that makes me laugh every every time that that soundstage is great there's not even like a sky background that they're using when adam west is on oh. that ladder it's just great like blue gray there's not a cloud yeah. there's not a painting it's just
1: it's like, the, it's like the ocean and the sky <laughs> blend together yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's, it's such, it's so great. What a great way to start a movie, man. I mean, it's yeah, perfect. it really does. And, and I'm not even so, saying that as a joke, like literally what a great way to start a movie. You start with them rushing home, you know, rushing in, rushing down the bat poles, you know, atomic batteries to power turbines to speed, take off in the Batmobile straight to the airport, which especially if you've only seen the show, they go to the airport and a bat copter. So right off the start. You're, you yeah, know, we got the we, budget. We've raised the stakes significantly. You have them flying oh, yeah. over the, all of Gotham City, getting to look. So already, th- this is a brilliant job of of uh, making a movie from a TV show. I think because yeah, you're immediately yeah. showing the scale and the scope of it. You're yeah, because seeing... I'm
1: trying. I'm trying to think of other like uh, movies that came out after like, a TV show, and I really I mean, can't been think a of lot, any. But. There have been a lot, but it I used can't to think of any that the have been time done in the so 60s well. And 70s. Sure, not not so much now, and yeah. and usually what you see is either the, the the movie is nothing like the show, or the movie just feels like a, a longer oh. episode. Where this one does too, but you're right. It you see the stakes, you see the budget, you see the kind of scale of it all ramped up. But again, it never loses the the feeling of the show, no. which is great.
0: No, but but yeah, because right off the bat, you're having them fly across all of gotham so you're seeing all these elements where normally you don't see any of gotham you see the stages and then you see the stock new york footage and that's
1: yeah stock footage
0: that's it but now you're seeing you know a helicopter flying over the city and you're seeing him fly over an aerobics class on a roof you're seeing and then my favorite part is when he flies over the the cops and they all stop and then you cut back and they're all saluting him oh my gosh that makes (laughs) me laugh every time um but so you know, and then obviously they're out over the ocean and following this yacht, which then of course disappears as Batman's going down on the ladder to board it because I think they got a distress signal from it or something, something like that. That's why they're out there.
1: Uh, they, yeah, they got like a tip or something.
0: Yeah, and um, and then of course Batman then gets attacked by a a giant rubber shark and <laughs> and punches it for a few minutes with it making a sound like a basketball, uh, dribbling on the ground. And uh, then, then of course, the shark repellent bat spray, which which we also find out that there's manta ray spray, barracuda oh, yeah. spray, <laughs> and uh, w- I think a uh, whale spray. I think those were th- I think those were the other ones. So I mean, I they're prepared the unless they get further. attacked by like a jellyfish or an octopus, then they're really in trouble because I didn't see one of those. But, uh, <laughs> they can
1: only carry so many.
0: Yeah, well, that's fair. You know that that that's fair. There probably aren't any octopuses. It's just the main ones we got to look out for. Probably are in the octopi in um, Gotham Harbor, but uh, it's, it's right. And then, and then the shark explodes after that. So I mean, oh, right yeah. off the bat, I mean, it's just boom, 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 <laughs> literally. And yeah. it's uh, it's such a great start to to this whole movie because you're immediately you're just, intrigued. Oh yeah. yeah, you're you're hooked. <laughs> if you're not hooked after that, then forget about it. And I don't want to talk to you anymore because you're 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 not you, exactly, you can't be yeah. any fun. Um, but, and then... <laughs> because he had to
1: find out how his shark explodes like that.
0: Right, right. So, and you don't find out that till later, but, um... Oh, yeah. So, right off the bat, you have the campy and slapstick, I guess, comedy. And then you go right into the deadpan writing comedy of the press conference. Yeah. Which is brilliant. It has one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Is, uh, you know, the and even that is upped because we have more photographers and, and press members than we do normally in the show. So, you know, Batman and Robin are in police headquarters and all the, the press is there and asking them questions. And one of them is like,
2: Well, according to rumor, Batman, a transatlantic yacht approaching this city simply disappeared. Nonsense. How can a yacht simply disappear? What well, you mean it isn't true? I stand on my answer, Mr. Merrick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, that kills me every time. It's so and funny. Get, it's and so
1: that's the line only I don't, you can only picture or, or hear Adam West delivering that but, one perfectly. At the
0: same time, like this could it's also Batman just being like, You're an idiot Like at the right, same yeah. time. So, so it even has an extra layer of funny. Then it would be funny <laughs> enough if that was just you know, him being matter-of-fact saying it like that, which you could definitely see. Sure. But the fact that it's also Batman just kind of just throwing a little barb at him, like we see him do with, uh, you know, the, the police department every now and then. Just this, oh, like, yeah, little yeah, yeah, yeah. easily... Uh,
1: under easi- the table, yeah. Yeah,
0: e- easily explained away, you know, barb that that the other person doesn't doesn't get. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me laugh because he even emphasizes it. He's like nonsense. How could this yacht simply disappear? It's just <laughs> great. And I stand by my answer. Fantastic. And uh, <laughs> and then of course you get the we get introduced to Miss Kitka, who t- asks them to take the mask off, and uh, and we <laughs> get the commissioner and police chief like horrified. They are so <laughs> horrified and offended that uh she would dare ask for batman and robin to take their mask off that that is that's always great um like
1: yeah you know, like i mean that's something you definitely don't see anymore is people actually co- other people concerned about the superhero's identity than like just as much as the superhero right. themselves i
0: was about to say they're more concerned about it than than even batman is i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which is uh which is very funny and, great. Uh, and then when she compares them to the masked vigilantes in the westerns, they, they get even more offended.
2: You are like the masked vigilantes in the westerns, no? Certainly not. Batman and Robin are fully deputized agents of the law. Support your police. That's our message. Well said, Robin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just the di- the dialogue in this movie is just some of the great. best camp comedic dialogue ever. I mean, it, it, to me, it's up there with Airplane or any of the other, like, Zucker Brothers. Sure, sure. I mean, oh, I'd definitely I, put it up there. I, I, wouldn't, I would not put any of their stuff that much higher th- than the writing quality, the comedic writing quality in this movie.
1: Oh, um, no, it's all the same tier. Just because, you know, Airplane and stuff might be a little bit more mature, I guess, in some ways, doesn't make it any more superior than this.
0: Yeah, I feel like this movie doesn't get enough credit for how clever writing it actually is.
1: No, not at all, because people just write it off as, oh, it's a can't be Adam West Batman show. So how clever could it be? It's, yeah, and even no, the people very clever.
0: and even the people that enjoy the movie, I I think don't even yeah, give yeah, it yeah. proper credit for uh totally. how how good how good of the writing actually has. Um but uh that that's just that's just fantastic. So I mean right off the bat you just get some of the best to everything. <laughs> and um so I guess okay. So we've seen all these villains before. We we've seen the four villains. We've seen Penguin, Joker, Riddler. We've seen Catwoman. Not 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 this Catwoman, obviously. But we've seen yeah. all the villains. What is your uh, take on the villains in this movie compared to maybe how they've been in the TV show?
1: Uh, I mean, other than Catwoman, obviously, I think all of them are relatively the same in terms yeah. of what we've seen. At least you know the characters themselves. I mean, not their scheme or plot whatever but but the way they act i mean that's another again credit to this movie is that it, it feels like nothing was lost from the tv show into the movie whereas that happens so many times
0: right i would go as far as say that all that at least the three from the show right massively step step it up in this movie
1: Oh sure, I, mean, I yeah, think they're bringing. I
0: mean, they they've always been you know fantastic, and they've always been bringing a ton to to the roles. But I think their their commitment level is even up a few notches. In sure, in, in I mean, the movie. I,
1: I could see the actors taking it a little bit more seriously, just because yeah. everyone tends to take movies more seriously than than TV, especially back in the day where, where TV you know being a TV actor was kind of looked down upon, and and movies were the big you know the big shot and So I can definitely see them putting even more effort if that was even possible with, like, Frank Gorshin or Caesar and uh, Burgess. But, yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree.
0: Yeah, Frank Gorshin to me really stands out because he has several scenes of of dialogue that are just outstanding.
2: Shut up, all of you! I see
0: the way to do it.
2: We'll play each of our treacherous trumps in one hand and we'll do it right here. How? How? The end. The end. Of... All.
0: <laughs> just so well done. And obviously Penguin is like the de facto leader of the group, which makes yeah. sense, too. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's just, man, that's just fantastic. But we got to go back to the, um, the, the dialogue scene right after the press conference where wow. they're realizing that about uh, like all the villains. And that is some of the best dialogue ever written in history, as far as <laughs> making absolutely no sense, but everyone acting <laughs> like it makes perfect sense. That is, it's just fantastic because they're just talking about, Oh, who are the villains? You know, what, what villains, you know, what villains could it be? Cause at, they look at, uh, they they end up looking up to see what super criminals are still, you know, still out and about, um, and of course those are the it's them those four, and they're just all talking about it and just them them going through and figuring out who is responsible and then obviously them being combined is just outstanding.
2: Could be any one of them, but which one? Which ones? <sighs> Pretty. Fishy, what happened to me on that ladder. You mean by there's a fish, there could be a penguin. But wait, it happened at sea. See? Sea for Catwoman. Yet, that exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddle er. Riddler? Oh, thought strikes me. So dreadful, I scarcely dare give it utterance. The four of them. Their forces combine. Holy nightmare! Batman, could it be?
0: I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just so good. Yeah, it
1: definitely reminds me of uh, the last, uh last episodes we saw was it the last ones where, yeah, the penguin ones where they yeah somehow deduce some a penguin just out of thin air. <laughs> yeah,
0: Cause <laughs> of, like a most... fish clue or something like that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just the most stretchy, you know, right. <laughs> uh, but no, but it was actually done again, in a, a little bit more of a comedic uh, fashion in this movie, I think,
0: yeah, or at and... least
1: turned up to a degree.
0: And then, then just, you know, them combining and then, Oh, what, what could this mean? And he's like, could, would they be taking over Gotham city? I and mean, it's like any two of them, maybe, maybe would do that. And it's like, well, the whole country, if it were three, then I'd say yes. But four, and he says their minimum objective must be the entire world. And it's just, <laughs> just, it's so. Yeah. It's like,
1: what would be the maximum?
0: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what else? What else would there be? Just... One
1: of uh, one of my favorite lines, which I feel like is kind of an underrated line, is uh is when Batman calls the uh, the admiral. Um, yeah, yeah. And he he's asking like if he had if he's sold any uh, surplus, uh, was a surplus warfare submarines yeah, or something. Yeah,
0: not not it, it pre-atomic not atomic pre atomic.
1: yeah I have to specify. Yeah. And, uh I love how he asks that, but he just immediately goes, and if so, to whom? <laughs> it <just laughs> does it so matter of fact like I don't expect any blowback of, about me asking you this question you must answer me
0: <laughs> well and of course he will because he's just oh. going to sell them to anyone
2: <laughs> apparently hello admiral a routine question have you recently sold any war surplus submarines and if so to whom answer affirmative Batman we disposed of a war surplus submarine last Friday a pre-atomic model some chap named uh, P. N. Gwynn. P. N. Gwyn. The Penguin! Did this P. N. Gwyn leave an address? No. Just a post office box number. Would you like it? No, thank you, Admiral. You've been very helpful. A bastion belay, Batman. Your tone sounds rather grim. We haven't done anything foolish, have we? Disposing of pre-atomic submarines to persons who don't even leave their full addresses. Good day.
0: that's 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 definitely one of the best lines when he you know he's asking this doofy admiral and uh about you know who he sold the thing he's like oh i sold one last week and his name is uh p n gwen he's yeah. like and batman just uh does did this uh p n gwen <laughs> leave an address and he's like oh no just a uh, post office uh, box number would you like that and then the disgust <laughs> in batman's voice he's just like disposing of pre-atomic submarines to persons who don't even leave their full addresses. Good day, Admiral. Just hangs up Madville's face. Just gosh.
1: Yeah. You don't see Batman, uh, Batman that hurt very often.
0: Yeah. He is not having it from, uh, I love it though. (laughs) This Navy Admiral, which, which is funny. And that, that's a good thing we can go into. now that you, uh, mentioned that is there's a lot of dig. There's a lot of social digs in this movie. That a lot of people do not pick up on. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of con- there. There's several co- things of commentary on stuff going around at this time in the '60s, from from the government to the president to you know, there. The submarine uses Polaris missiles. Uh, to you know, going back to, you know, not not arguably the greatest line in the history of movies, where where. Yeah batman cannot um he's trying to get rid of oh. get rid of the bomb and oh, of course just yeah. can't can't do it and i want to talk about that scene more later oh, but we got it where he yeah. just says you know some days some days you just can't get rid of a bomb even that is is a uh, commentary on the nuclear age going on um sure at the, t- couple at of the time yeah. which which was brought to my attention from my uncle Back, I don't know, several, a year ago or something, whenever I first talked to him, I was talking to him. I don't even think it was for the podcast. I was just talking to him about something and just talking about I the show. That. And he uh, and he mentioned that mentioned that part to me, which I hadn't even thought about un- until then. Sure, I mean, yeah. we didn't
1: live through it, so yeah, no. we can't imagine.
0: So there's a lot of that in this movie too, which of course nowadays, like I just said, we're, we're not going to get unless you were around at the time. And, um, so some of those things kind of have fallen through the cracks, just, just, just based on sheer span of time.
1: Sure. Cause again, there, there's so much to, to, that you can delve into with the dialogue that whether it's the comedy or the, the social commentary, it's, it's very, very rich, obviously.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah, just the, just the little digs there on, uh, on the, the military and with, with the Admiral <laughs> being just a complete moron and then even a later at the end where we have president you know Lyndon johnson uh oh yeah <laughs> you know just kind of acting like a goofball as well and and this is one thing i didn't know till today the voice oh. I, i'm not sure if the bot like, cuz you never see the president you know how they do right. if if they're portraying a quote unquote real president you know you never actually see them um and uh unless it's richard nixon i guess
1: yeah, yeah. Kind of the couple, only one. Yeah, yeah. They I always mean, I use guess, Richard like,
0: Nixon in everything, but they don't for other presidents.
1: Uh, I think I've seen a couple for Kennedy. I think Greg Kinnear yeah, played maybe. Kennedy. Yeah, but it's mainly Nixon. They yeah, use Ronald weird.
0: Reagan in Dark Knight Returns. So, I mean, I guess, oh, I guess yeah, there's sure. a few, but but for the most part, you don't. And so, yeah, you know, maybe. you just see the profile of, you know, the, the back of of the president, and you hear the voice and apparently that is Van Williams, aka the Green Hornet.
1: Oh. No kidding. In an
0: uncredited uh, uncredited role there which I did not know until today. I, I found that I no out idea. today. that's awesome. So that that was pretty that was pretty cool bit of trivia there for um for that. But uh yeah, so there's there there's those threads going on through through the whole, you know, the whole movie and really the whole show you you have stuff like that in uh in the writing but um the plot is about as simple as it gets all four villains are combined together and they want to kidnap the nine members of the security council of the united world and uh, hold them for ransom for nine billion dollars that's the point yeah that's it simple to the point don't need to get in the weeds too much with it you know keeping it straightforward making it about the performances and the characters
1: yeah, surprisingly simple for four vastly distinct and different villains teaming up together. You'd think it'd be this whole amalgamation of all their MOs and stuff. And yeah. It's like, no, they are just going <laughs> to get a bunch of people for ransom.
0: Yep, and we got a big Penguin submarine. That's sure. That's it, really. Um, I do love how well all the villains fit together. They do such a great they job do. of fitting them all in their different roles. I mean, obviously you have Penguin as kind of the, the de facto leader – you have right. the the Joker who's literally just playing the clown of wild the, card yeah of, of the group. And then you have Frank Gorshin who's like the wannabe leader. And uh <laughs> and then you have obviously Catwoman as as the female. So that's kind of the more the more base basic, maternal yeah yeah, yeah maternal uh, but also fingers. the coolest and most level-headed one. Sure,
1: sure, sure.
0: Um and uh and it just it just they blend so well together, and you almost wouldn't think that. Like, I feel like after seeing the show, you wouldn't necessarily expect them to blend this well together once they're put in the same space just because of how big each one of these characters is and how yeah, that, big that, the actors are that are portraying them.
1: That's definitely something, um, in retrospect, having watched the show and now rewatching movies, is that you can definitely expect – you know each of these characters had been uh, or each of these villains had been in their own episode you know i had their own storylines evolve around them so you could totally expect when they came together like this for each one of them trying to be like one up in the other and, and steal the spotlight and be like no i have to i have to really show why the, the riddler is batman's you know mm-hmm. top villain or or and, and any of them could use that excuse to try and uh, steal the spotlight but none of them do and it's incredible
0: no, they, they all play to their characters and to the whole story at, in, yeah. at, as it's playing out, which is very impressive. Oh, A- my and, God, yeah. It shows tremendous restraint from yeah. from these actors while being completely unrestrained in, in, perfor- yeah, in yeah, that's, performance. Yeah, that's the
1: really true genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And um, so talking, talking more about the portrayals, we got to obviously talk about the one different one, which is Lee Merriweather sure. taking over for Julie Newmar. Now... Um, the story behind that is, now, there's different things about what exactly, how exactly, um, it happened, but I've heard some stuff that say Julie Newmar didn't know that the movie was happening, so she huh. signed on to, uh, to do a different movie, and then once the movie came, you know, then once it was announced that the movie was going to happen she was not going to be she wasn't able to get out of uh get out of the previous you know her her previous commitment Commitment. yeah which is uh it's a a little weird it's a little weird especially with the scale of what this show was and the uh and the movie was at the time and apparently the movie that she signed on for like fell through and didn't even get made
1: Oh, that's, that sounds. That's yeah. what I
0: saw. That's what I saw. Also, which is like, man, that's like worst case scenario. That's really Out, bad. Of, out of everything, <laughs> and she would return to the show as uh, as Catwoman in season two. Yeah, big cat. Uh, but is uh, but hey, man, that's just such. That's so disappointing. It's like one of those little kind of blips where, you know. Like the, the movie lasted longer than the show did because the show was unreleased until, what, five years ago? And it was not on video or DVD or anything because of the weird rights issue with Warner Brothers and and Fox.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: But the movie was because the movie was all Fox, and so the movie's been out, you know, always it's been released. So for the longest time, you really couldn't see Julie Newmar at all, and it was just the Lee Merriweather Catwoman. Sure. Um... However, I do. I, I think she does a good job, though. Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, again, it's it's hard to follow up, um, Julie, but somehow Lee Merriweather does a great job, and we, we you know you can't give her too much uh too much flack for, no. for having that big of a shoes to fill.
0: No, 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 definitely not. I think she does a good job. Um. Oh yeah. And I, to be honest, I don't really think there's too – there's not really that big of a difference in the portrayals, I don't feel like, of uh, of the Catwoman. I feel like she's, it might just be due to the ensemble cast of it, but I do feel like she's missing a certain level of authority that Julie mm-hmm. Newmar had as the character. But again, that might just That's be fine. because there's so many villains involved yeah
1: i wonder about that too yeah she doesn't have you know the henchman that just bid on her every doing yeah. so i mean
0: julie newmar is so like me, that l- can make sense why like she's literally playing like a goddess character oh yeah, who, yeah you know, very commanding. And, and and she's the smartest person including batman yeah y- of everyone so um you know i i feel like there's a little bit of that aura or aura that's not quite captured with uh with lee merriweathers but um she definitely i, yeah, I think but, she also plays a little bit more grounded catwoman too yeah yeah she's I can, by far I the most serious character in this entire movie
1: sure again you have to look at who she's surrounded by but no mm-hmm. I, I i'd agree i she's probably a little bit more uh grounded than maybe uh Julie was like because i'm thinking about uh her in the episodes and yeah, I mean, yeah, I might agree there, but also, still,
0: it still works. Also, she gets to play a other character the whole movie, too.
1: That's true, yeah. I have to think about that.
0: Which is the first time, I believe, we've seen a villain play another character, uh, other than, like, you know, Frank Gorshin doing Charlie Chaplin or something like that. Yeah, that's as, what I was going to say. Yeah, maybe, yeah. As far as, like, really being, like, an alter, you know, uh, alter, a secret yeah, identity yeah. type character... And um, what do you think of the uh, Miss Kitka angle of the movie? Oh,
1: I liked it. It was something different. Um, it
0: really is different.
1: Again, like you know, they they have a little bit of a longer run time because it's a movie instead of you know a two part episode. So I feel like they were able to expand the story a little bit. And like I said, you know, or like we said, the 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 plot is very straightforward. So I feel like he kind of had to add something in there to to you know keep the keep the pace going. And I I think the Kitka character actually worked pretty well toward that
0: end yeah uh for those of you that don't know the whole point of the character is she's to lure bruce wayne into being kidnapped and then they're gonna hold bruce wayne for ransom to try and trap batman so that that's the whole (laughs) point of the character and of course batman's immediately in love with her when from the press conference and then of course bruce wayne is immediately in uh, love with her and and apparently that was one of the uh things adam west was vying for in in this movie I've seen things that where he you know he only agreed to do the movie one of the big things was he wanted to play more uh more of Bruce Wayne and um, okay and kind of that that whole love angle really tied into to a lot of what Adam West wanted more of because obviously it's about Batman but when you're an actor you know you want to, you want to play somewhat of a normal character at some point that's why in every super movie ever their mask either gets taken off or ripped off or yep. blown off or whatever
1: damaged yeah
0: you know for for more of the face time so I mean that, that makes sense and I think it works I, I I like I love Adam West as Bruce Wayne and we oh, don't yeah. we don't get enough of it in the show
1: yeah it's definitely not ego motivated like some actors or you know they'll insist oh no I have to show my face you know that's not the case with Adam West
0: well maybe but
1: no, no, I'm less than <laughs> too wholesome.
0: No, I, I agree. But, uh, apparently <laughs> that was one of his, his kind of things that he was looking for with the movie was more, more Bruce Wayne time, which ties in perfectly with the whole, whole Kitka angle. Uh, um, sure. we get to see Bruce Wayne, of course, kidnapped by the villains. And that's awesome because they're all annoyed that Batman hasn't come to rescue him. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you have him trying to rescue Kitka, who he's, he obviously doesn't know as Catwoman, and and then him escaping. And we get some awesome – this might be the most resourceful we've seen Batman because think about it. How many times are they in some ridiculous death trap in the show? It's every episode.
1: Every episode, yeah. <laughs> and, you know,
0: there's usually some sort of an ingenious thing for, for Batman or sometimes just random luck. It, it It's kind of a 50-50 split with that. But even the, uh, even the, well, quote unquote, genius escape things are usually pretty ridiculous. Uh, sure. (laughs) This isn't. Um, No, it's like. His escape in this is about as straightforward as you can get. And just a really clever way of him willing himself out of the situation.
1: Yeah, it's like when, uh, him and Robin, him and, him and Robin did the whole, uh, shimmy up the smokestack or whatever when yeah. they, you know, back to back. But yeah, this is even more, uh, more believable in some sense.
0: Yeah. He gets him to untie him cause he, he knows they're listening in on his conversation and he says he has a radio transmitter up on his, uh, strapped on his elbow. And so of course then they overhear that and mean, like, Oh, we're going to take this and they untie him. And as soon as he's free, boom, just beats the crap out of all of them. And, pretty uh, pretty brilliant. And, uh, makes, makes his escape. Uh, the poor goons really get it handed to them, and the one guy gets blown up by that exploding octopus. Uh, after he, <laughs> so there are gets... octopuses, know. A... That's a great point. You're right. Yeah, there it is because the penguin yeah. has an exploding octopus, just like the exploding shark. I wonder how he caught the octopus. Like I kind of they they explained the shark one with the with the shark net or whatever on the buoy, the mirage buoy. <laughs> And then it gets stuffed with TNT somehow. That wasn't explained. But uh, I guess <laughs> yeah, there's a different buoy to catch octop- octopi. I don't know. But I that's a good it. point. But yeah, that dude goes off on a uh, Joker's Jack in the Box and, you know, blown up in the water. That's definitely not a dummy that goes flying through the oh, air. No, no. No, no, no.
1: Is that the only other person we've seen die die other than the, the pilot?
0: Um. Well, the, all those other pirates die. That's
1: uh, true, but I mean, like, I mean, since the <laughs> TV show,
0: um, I th- I think so. I think it might be. I, I think I think it might be, but uh, yeah. And then another part of their plan is using the commodore, who is the the reason he was the, the commodore of the yacht that they they stole, had this brilliant invention, which is a dehydrator. And it can be used to dehydrate a person into this little pile of dust, and then just by taking all the moisture out of them. <laughs> which uh, you really can't think about this at all because no, 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 it, it, it doesn't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Batman begins kind of took that concept and, and they were like, you know what, let's make it somewhat feasible and believable instead of dehydrating people it dehydrates water supplies sure
0: <laughs> i buy that um sure much more um so yeah they dehydrate all these pirates penguin pretends to be commodore smidlap and get himself taken to the bat cave in the worst impression ever that even batman <laughs> and robin in this show are like oh man it's the penguin so that's pretty that's pretty great Um, There's also a great line from that. Uh, To be honest, I have a thing of like a hundred quotes here because the whole movie is just quotes. It's very quotable, um, yeah. There's a great moment after they dehydrate all the pirates and uh, are sweeping them up into little dustpans to put them in the little vials. (laughs) And you just get Penguin sitting there and he just throws in... Every
2: one of them has a mother... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> which which was a complete ad lib by Bertus oh i'm Meredith not surprised at all and it's just absolutely phenomenal
1: you, you know they probably had to the first time he did that everyone cracked up and they had to shoot that again
0: i don't see how they couldn't
1: because no one would be expecting that <laughs> that is
0: so funny and, yeah, uh, I, I
1: would love to see the behind the scenes for that.
0: Yeah, unfortunately there's almost no behind the scenes stuff for uh for this which man, really man, is a shame. day. Yeah. But it, it is funny that of course they use the those pirates to, when they go to the Batcave. cave penguin rehydrates them and then but he, he uses the heavy water that's used to in the atomic pile and so as soon as they get touched they explode.
1: <laughs> of yeah. course.
0: Yep. So that's, you know, that's how that works. That's a shame. Poor, <laughs> poor, poor pirates there. Um, yeah, they were bad guys. Ah, uh, that pirates. that's that's fair. But okay, we got to go back to after Bruce Wayne escapes from the trap. He, of course, they go back. Him and Robin go back because this is the villains' hideout. So of course, we're gonna go back and we gotta rescue Miss Kitka. And um, we get the walking up the wall scene, which is you know you gotta have that in there course the most unconvincing walk up the wall like the batarang is connected by like the very tip of the thing on like the roof <laughs> and that holds them
1: yeah i mean usually they show it wrapping around a gargoyle or a pole something. or something they not even they do even do that here <laughs>
0: nope nope that is the strongest little edge of the batarang uh ever um And, uh, so anyways, they go into there and that's where they find the bomb, which is the greatest scene in the history of movies.
1: Oh, (laughs) it's this
0: big bowling ball with a, with just fire coming out of the top fuse. Yeah. Yeah. And Batman, of course, sends, sends Robin away, then proceeds to pick up the bomb, run down the bar and tell everyone to, to clear out because obviously there's a bomb in there. However, he then proceeds to take the bomb out into where he just cleared everyone to. (laughs) It would have been safer staying in the bar. And those two ladies that stay and eat are the smart ones who just are unfazed by the panic going on around them. And so (laughs) we then proceed to have the greatest film and the greatest instance in film history where Batman is running around carrying this giant bowling ball bomb and everywhere (laughs) he goes, he's running into people. He's running into a marching band about six times the same band. He's running into a lady with a baby. He's running into nuns. nuns. He's, <laughs> yeah. you know, going over to a like flammable area. Like where it says like flammable, no smoking. And he's <laughs> gonna go, you know, throw it over the side. Oh, there's a guy coming up the ladder. Oh, ducks. here. I'm gonna throw it over this side. Oh, there's a couple in a boat. Oh, I'm gonna throw it over this side. And there's ducks. And after <laughs> the ducks, he just sits. Turns and says,
2: "Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb."
0: In the God. most serious way you can possibly deliver it, and it, it is really the greatest is. line in the history of movies. And I will challenge anyone to show me a better one.
1: I mean, yeah, you can go with some that are more iconic, of course, but. In terms of just how brilliant it is. Yeah, that's definitely got to be up on there. It's brilliant about
0: 100 different levels.
1: And, exactly. And,
0: and at least 60 of those levels are just Adam West.
1: Yeah, delivery alone. But then also as we talked about like double entendre and and social relevance and all that stuff. But
0: It is oh. so brilliant. And the way he <laughs> delivers it is the best line delivery in history. Because it's so he, – he does it completely real. Yeah. Like, he says it as, as earnestly as he possibly can.
1: Yeah, there, there's no pause for the laugh track or anything like that. No, it's it's as deadpan as it can be. And
0: you also buy it because we've all been there when something just isn't working over and over and over. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, at this
1: point. Yeah, or, or that, that day where everything goes wrong, it feels like, right.
0: yeah. And so that's what, it's all just combined into the, this one moment. It just happens to be a giant bowling ball bomb. And yeah. it's it's great. And then, of course, he ends up getting rid of it at the very last second and uh, you know, scares Robin to death. <laughs> and, oh, man, that is just – that's cinematic brilliance right there. That is it, so it does,
1: good. It does not get talked about nearly enough. No. Well, I mean, this whole movie, to be fair, but especially that scene.
0: Ugh. And there's even a great m- moment after that when Robin – Robin kind of comes to after kind of getting you know after the shock and and scare, and he just is like, "You risked all that to save that the bar, because because <laughs> earlier we established how terrible drinkers are." Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and he'd
1: be uh, dead and <laughs> lose his senses or whatever. Right. <laughs> Not yeah. be able to trust himself, whatever.
0: And then and then Batman responds with, "They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings." <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and he even kind of is just like he even tries to explain further and then just stops and goes i had to do it i'm just like wow this is already a more relevant batman than zack snyder's
1: oh god yeah freaking yeah i love the comparisons of batman literally not wanting to throw a, a bomb at a couple of ducks compared to <laughs> uh the warehouse where the grenade goes off and the batman's just like oh tough luck
0: oh man that is uh oh it's great that's so... To be fair,
1: all the other Batman can kind of do something similar, where they just let somebody die. Yeah, I mean that's. But, I mean uh... we
0: we've talked about that. That's totally different than you know. Yeah, yeah. That's no. that's. But that's again,
1: this Batman. this Batman won't even let that happen.
0: Well, but also, yeah, yeah. He's going above and beyond to uh, protect yeah. protect the innocents, um, even even if they don't view them as as such innocent people. Which <laughs> is which is hilarious, and because even earlier they you know Robin's like how how you think with you know the the villain's hideout being in this public area that people would recognize it but nope because everyone's drinking and so no one recognizes oh, yeah. the villains that's the that's the rationale for that <laughs> um another thing we got to talk about is we got to talk about the other greatest part the greatest thing of this movie and it's the riddles
1: oh yeah the we riddles. We've talked
0: about this before obviously because the riddles are amazing because the riddler is great and they're always hilarious because sure. they really only makes sense to the brain power of Batman and Robin. Um, this has the best riddles of the whole show by far, <laughs> and it has yeah. the greatest riddle in the history of riddles.
2: Robin, listen to these riddles. Tell me if you interpret them as I do. One, what has yellow skin and rights? A ballpoint banana. Right. Two, what people are always in a hurry? Rushing people? Russians. Right again. Now, what would you say they mean? Banana. Russian. I've got it. Someone Russian is going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. Precisely, Robin. The only possible meaning.
0: The only <laughs> possible meaning. <laughs> fantastic. Absolutely yeah, just... fantastic.
1: Again, only only the chemistry of Adam West and Burt Ward can pull that off. <laughs>
0: it's it's just done so earnestly and none of it makes any sense whatsoever
1: no so don't feel bad it's,
0: it's so funny but uh <laughs> there there's a bunch of them there there's a, the, the second greatest riddle it, there, there's another pair of riddles and and the first one is
2: what does a turkey do when he flies upside down he gobbles up
0: of course which i think is a real riddle and um, probably but then we have the next one, which is up there with the ballpoint banana.
2: And number two. What weighs six ounces, sits in a tree, and is very dangerous? A sparrow with a machine gun. Yes, of course. Now, combine both answers. What kind of creature would gobble up a bird in a tree? Heaven protect us, a cat! Oh, and
0: yeah. the answer, a sparrow with a machine gun. <laughs> Of and the best part about that is, yeah, is Commissioner Gordon responds with, of course. When Robin says <laughs> it, like, it's the most obvious answer ever. God. And then the answer is a cat, because it's what kind of bird would, or what kind of creature would gobble up a bird in a tree. That That's the whole point of that, that riddle. It is, uh, it is fantastic. And, and, and the other way, we talked about the Polaris missiles earlier. That's what the Riddler uses for his riddles is he skywrites oh, right, right. them with, with Polaris missiles. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> like a you bit. can program a missile Overkill? to write a riddle in the sky, which is, uh, <laughs> that's that's great. Um, or just the
1: idea of, of getting missiles solely for that purpose. Is
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and after one of these missiles, actually one of these missiles ends up, Almost killing Batman and Robin because it hits the uh, tail rotors of the helicopter, oh, yeah, when they, when and they crash. that you know, barreling down, and and there's this great moment. This is one of my favorite, um, like, acting moments of the whole movie, is because the Riddler is not trying to get. He's not trying to shoot down the helicopter. He's he's writing a riddle with the Polaris missile. Yeah, and, that's what and I it is. And it hits. But it hits them and, and it's it's crashing the bad copter, And so they're watching and you see this, you know, them start to crash and you're, you're watching the villains like looking at it through the periscope. And you see Riddler like turn and do a double take, seeing them crashing. <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of my favorite looks in the whole movie that he gives this like double take of shock. <laughs> and, he, and then he just is like, I I got them. I got them.
1: It's of, just, of all the times, yeah
0: Right, and then, that's great And so they, they crash, but in a giant thing of rubber Because there's a foam rubber convention
2: Some luck, landing right on top of a bed of foam rubber Yes, Robin, I'd say the odds against it would make even the most reckless gambler cringe True, I did think I'd spotted
0: it out of the corner of my eye
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's, just, it's just non-stop non-stop
1: yeah. we gotta be careful we're just gonna quote the whole movie <laughs> i know
0: i know i have this whole list of quotes here that i just want to start saying the whole the whole time because it's just oh it's just so so good but anyway they end up breaking into the security council and and they dehydrate all of them and then uh they're trying to make their escape but of course batman and robin are able to to track him down there's this big fight on top of the submarine in the water which awesome. is great and um just there's so many great moments in that fight like that's another thing that's underrated is the fight choreography from that is is just fantastic
1: again yeah they, they go above and beyond with this movie and it definitely shows in the fight scene, cuz the fight scene looks great obviously it's not just a typical set but yeah i mean it's they, they they go all at it
0: yeah i mean batman and penguin are sword fighting on the, the deck and then Riddler doesn't Batman comes in,
1: have like a giant wrench that he was like just wailing on guys with
0: yeah at one point he's got something like that or I think yeah. one of the others has I don't remember there, there's a bunch of stuff flying around and we get a great sure. moment where Riddler goes to punch him Batman ducks Riddler just punches yeah. the metal wall and then Batman just puts him into this like spinning hook and just spins him around and then just Riddler just walks right off the edge of the edge of the submarine which is fantastic um there's a couple moments where thugs are just flipping into the water for no reason not really yeah sure. that's a little weird i really sure why they're doing that and then of course you get the big reveal batman and robin they end up tying up all the crooks in the water and then uh chase catwoman down because you know you can't you can never have catwoman in the fight because you can't hit a woman no, this course. is still the sixties. You you can objectify them and insult oh, them yeah. but, but you can't you can't hit them. So I guess <laughs> I guess it evens out? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, we can't
1: <laughs> That logic. <laughs> uh
0: so they chase her into the submarine, she falls, mask comes off, and then we get the big reveal of, Oh, that was Miss Kitka and and Batman is very, very hurt oh, my God. with uh with that. And then then but he blows it off like it's nothing immediately. It gives him, you know, about ten seconds of you know, disappointment, and then right back hey. to being the uh, the crime fighter we we know and love.
1: It's quite a rebound.
0: <laughs> it really is, man. I mean, even Robin wasn't really ready for it, and uh, but you know, Batman's able to take it in stride. That's true. As as only, as only he can do. And then, of course, Commodore Smidlock comes over and breaks the vials that. Oh, yeah, holding the Security Council. So then they have to somehow pick up all these pieces of sand. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then re you know, they use this. I don't remember what it was called. Some reorganizer machine to put the sand in the right vials. And and then uh, then they have to try and rehydrate everyone. And for some reason, they decide to rehydrate them in the same room in all the chairs Hmm. <laughs> that just didn't seem necessary. Can they just do it in a Batcave or something?
1: You would, th- you would think, yeah. Yeah, you,
0: yeah but, uh, but okay. And, you know, the whole world watching and the president watching and all that stuff. And it works, <laughs> but it doesn't work because when they all come back, they're all speaking different languages than they originally were, which is another commentary, another social commentary. Oh, on, yeah, I guess on so, yeah. Going on. Because even earlier, Robin is like, but the way the world is, can not we like shuffle things to help people, or whatever? And Batman's like, nope, can't meddle with stuff like that. And you're like, of course not. But, uh, okay, th- yeah, th- but we'll, it does we'll happen that. unintentionally. So that's uh, yeah, look at that. Interesting. Um, so that's pretty much movie. Then they go out of the, <laughs> they go out of the window <laughs> of this <laughs> giant skyscraper, the United Nations building, and uh, that's that's pretty pretty solid ending to the movie there. With the credits, The Living End. And uh, speaking of credits, I meant to talk about the opening credits. Because the opening credits are phenomenal. You talk about setting the stage for this movie. They're done in this, again, just like the movie, in this deadpan way. Where it's like this film noir intro. You know, (laughs) showing these crazy spotlights and one random crook in a trench coat running around. and, And you see the different color spotlights. With each character, you know, Batman, Robin, and then all the villains. You even have, like, a, a giant, like, disclaimer by the... Pr- oh, yeah, at yeah, At the yeah. front that the producers... It's, like, by the producers, and it's this big disclaimer. Written, I forgot I forgot what it says. But, um... I mean, right off yeah, the bat. And, and it seems like a great way to make a fairly inexpensive but effective opening title sequence.
1: Sure, I'd agree to that, but... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call this movie inexpensive just by a look of it, but sure, sure, it, it definitely set the set the bar that that way in the beginning.
0: Um, then another th- another couple things I want to mention before we're done with it. Um, again, out of order, but we got to talk about the porpoise that sacrifices its life. For, oh my God! <laughs> for, for Batman and Robin when they're trapped by <laughs> on the magnetic buoy and peng- and the penguin is shooting torpedoes at them, and Batman's using his. Bat radio to reverse the polarity to explode them early. And, again, in this movie, Penguin's a genius because he always knows exactly what Batman is using. He does. Without even seeing it. Like, the, these these, are blowing up early, and he's like, he must be using a reverse bat polarizer. And it's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and then a porpoise, porpoise sacrifices his life because, of course, porpoise. the... Uh, the uh, bat, the bat radio runs out of batteries. That's another great line <laughs> delivery by Adam West. The oh, confounded, yeah, yeah, sure. the batteries are dead. Fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what this porpoise. I mean, they even try and say the almost human porpoise. I've never heard of an almost human porpoise before.
1: No, that's not usually how they're described.
0: <laughs> I didn't think so either, but I guess this one was. So that's even more of a shame.
1: Again, they had to make it more sad. Yeah, and yeah. by any means,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they tried.
1: Almost um, human.
0: Almost human. Oh, we don't care. Um,
1: and oh, okay. uh, oh shoot,
0: yeah. And then then we have the uh the bat the bat bazooka the bat zuka, which they call it bat chargers or something like that. And he, with Robin just shooting the submarine, and they're just that that's how they bring it to the surface to fight them later, and that's great. You get to see the villains just wailing over this uh the submarine starting to sink. So that's pretty that's pretty great. Oh yeah. Um, Another quote I gotta mention, which I wish I had mentioned it earlier, but is one of the greatest quotes in the whole movie, too, uh, with all 900 other of them.
1: Right, yeah, how do you?
0: But it's right when they get on the submarine for the first time, and uh, Penguin is, well, he's being a little bossy.
2: Mr. Joker, you're leaning under current control. Don't sound so bossy, if you please. My dear sir, as the poet says... On land you may command; at sea it is me.
0: <laughs> fantastic line, fantastic, and that's my uncle's favorite line of all time. And, oh wow! Uh, so I'd be reminisced without 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 bringing that one up because it is a it is an absolute classic. But um,
1: yeah, that one here quoted, if ever.
0: Yeah, not really, but it is pretty great, and. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the movie again we talked about kind of some of the results it you know it was about 1.3 million dollar budget something a little over that and then made um a little over it made over three and a half million dollars so uh but
1: it was definitely successful uh, like pop culture wise for sure
0: oh yeah 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 just like the show was definitely definitely successful for that it it was first shown on tv i believe in 71 i want to say okay Uh, on on abc and then it would be fairly fairly common like abc saturday movie um usually at least a couple of times a year for a while and obviously the show became a regular on syndicated tv in uh in reruns even after it it stopped stopped being made so the show lives right. on even till now and we're going to keep, we're going to get into season two coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll talk, talk season two of the show. So that'll be, that'll be fun to get back into, but a nice little, little sidebar from the show with the, uh, with the, the feature film here.
1: Yeah. The, the perfect retro spec before going to season two.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kind of a palate cleanser in a way.
1: Um, and it works out chronologically too.
0: Right, right. Yeah. That That's why that's the reason to do it for sure. Uh So this movie yeah it is. <laughs> so this movie again came out in 1966 in the summer, July and uh has a 6.5 on IMDb. It has a 3.3 Bullshit. on Letterbox and it's got a 78% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 62% audience score on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So unfortunately, I think two. uh I think these are a little low. Definitely, I I think it's definitely modern
1: audiences yeah. that contribute that just don't appreciate it for what it is, and you know they they see Ben Affleck Batman, and that's all they need, and uh, no other version could could uh, do the, the character justice in any way.
0: Yeah, anyone that doesn't find humor in this movie i i just i just i, I don't don't understand trust, and i really mean. don't i don't want to know you i really don't want to know you I, <laughs> I i don't i'm sorry
1: and mark it, is serious when he says that
0: it is uh the the humor is on like nine different levels and then obviously being batman is is great is you know makes it all the all the greater um so yeah definitely fantastic so any uh any final Final thoughts here, Ian, before we uh sign off on the movie. No,
1: I, I think uh, I think it just kind of reminds me of uh, something someone posted where they they show the um, the famous scene from Justice League Animated series with um, Batman and the, the little old girl I forgot, always forget her name, Ace uh, Ace. Yeah, the, the iconic scene of him on the swing set with her. And it's like, if you can't imagine Batman being like this, you don't know Batman. And to me, this movie. Perfectly summarizes like if you think Batman can't be funny, you don't know Batman. Oh yeah, that's what I was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I think that's one of my most annoying misconceptions with uh, with the Batman character, especially in terrible Justice League, is yeah, Batman sure, can yeah. be really funny, but yeah. he can't be the one being funny. If that yeah, makes you sense, he can't
1: betray his character to make him funny. Even
0: in yeah. this. Comedy goofball show, Batman is always serious. Yep. Now he's being serious about absurd things, and that's in where ridiculous the humor comes in. Right. Yeah. But he is being 100 percent serious at all times. Yeah, same. He's with, same with the Justice League animated show where Batman was used as with for humor a bunch of times. Yeah, but it's always it's always at the expense of him being so serious. Like that's yeah. where the humor comes from, from other characters, either other characters playing off his of seriousness or from right. something like this show or like the Lego Batman movie where he's being super serious about stuff that's just completely ridiculous. Right. Yeah, just saying. No, totally. So anyone that says Batman can't be humorous, no. That's wrong, but Batman can't be sitting there cracking jokes. That's the difference.
1: Exactly, it's initiating the jokes, yeah. Yep,
0: that's the difference. Yep. All Perfect. right, but yeah, another uh, another solid movie. Always enjoy. always enjoy re-watching this um, several times a year, and I'm um, looking forward to getting... How can you not? Oh, yeah, and then uh, looking to get back into um, Batman Animated Series next week we're still in the second volume of uh second volume of batman andrew series because that's where that's how we're doing because it's just easier to separate them by the the uh home release volumes than it is the air date because the air dates are absolutely insane
1: yeah um, they're such a mess yeah
0: (laughs) for this show so next week we got three more episodes and um we got some good ones we got a great. Oh, yeah. we got an all-time great one a really good one and, and one that's fine so so we get a nice mix of both we got day of the samurai the follow-up to night of the ninja which is a really strong episode i think an under an, 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 ugh, i can't talk an underrated <laughs> episode of the show i'd
1: uh, agree yep
0: and uh then we have terror in the sky which is another man bad episode which is eh, it's fine fine and yeah. then we have an all-time great one with almost got him, which is absolutely Classic. fantastic and um, top tier. Yeah, definitely one of the all-time greatest episodes, and that's gonna be that's gonna That'd be a be lot cool. of fun. So that's coming up next week on the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. All right. Well, Ian, if you don't have anything else, then uh, we can sign off for the week.
1: I don't. No, just. Uh... Yeah, keep loving Batman and, uh, yes, keep embracing other uh, renditions of Batman. I'll leave it at that.
0: Well, I guess you could direct that at us then with Zack Snyder.
1: (laughs) No, no, that's what I'm saying. We got Zack Snyder. Let us now have the the Matt Reeves one.
0: Yeah, I I know. I know. I I agree. I agree. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week da